G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. If God is indeed God, does He speak to us? I mean, does He speak here and now to bog ordinary people like you and me? Now that's an interesting question. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome to the program today as we continue with the next message in this series called Little People Used by a It is great to be with you in a new week and look at life again from a different perspective. We live in a world of superstars. We suffer from celebrity syndrome. Many of the people we admire and aspire to, well, they're in the media, on TV, in newspapers, and the media tends to pump them up until they're larger than life. And so many people like you and me, we end up feeling like little people, as though somehow we're less significant. Maybe God's like that. Maybe he only shows up for superstars. Well, last week, I introduced you to some superstars in my life, little people in the world's eyes. This week, I'd like to introduce you to some so-called little people in history who God used mightily. Let me take you back almost 3,000 years to a time when a man by the name of Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. This is a time when Israel had split into two and the ten tribes at the north were called Israel and the two tribes in the south were called Judah. And this King Jehoshaphat, it's a weird name, isn't it? Bernie, why are you doing this? Why are you taking us back to the Bible and and all these old-fashioned names? What's that got to do with today? Well, it depends on whether you see the Bible like as a set of myths, like Grimm's fairy tales or Aesop's fables, or a real historical account of what actually happened. And what I see is a real historical account of what actually happened. That's where I am. So the story of how God did stuff with real people in real situations is his way of speaking to you and me here and now. So humor me. Jehoshaphat, let's call him Josh. So Josh is one of the good guys. He honored God and God blessed him and all the people and and they had peace and rest. So Jehoshaphat, as king of Judah, had 10 years of peace. There were no wars. It was a real blessing. And then all of a sudden, the Ethiopian army, one million strong, decides it's going to attack Judah. This is serious stuff. This is a war, like the ones we see on TV. Only massive. An army of one million Ethiopians is about to march on Judah. And Judah has a much smaller army of only 580,000. In the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 20 and verse 3 in the Old Testament, it says that Josh was afraid. He was petrified. And he prayed. Nothing's really changed, has it? People tend to pray when they're afraid. They tend to pray when they have loss or, or disaster happens. Anyway, Josh prayed. And all the people gathered with him and they fasted and they prayed. There was a huge crowd because they were taking this really seriously. They were going to God and saying, God, this army of a million people is marching on us. What are we going to do? We could be taken as slaves. We could be killed. The place could be burned down. And in this crowd in front of the king, as they were praying, 
was a man, just one face, called Jahaziel. Jazza, we'll call him. There were thousands around him. And somehow, God chose him. The Spirit of the Lord fell on Jazza, like a bright light. Somehow, deep inside him, God empowered him. Now, the nation of Judah had recognized prophets. These were men whose job it was to listen to what God was saying. They were gifted to speak on behalf of God. That was their gig, but not Jazza. Jazza was one of the little people. He was a nobody, and God did something. God got Jazza to stand up in front of the king and the whole of the nation of Judah and say something on behalf of God. Now remember, the king isn't a king like we understand kings to be today. The king has absolute power and authority. The king has power of life and death of everybody. But Jazza just senses that God has touched him. And in the middle of this tense situation, in the middle of a nation and a king who are bowing down before God and they're petrified of the Ethiopian army marching on Judah, Jazza speaks barely a hundred words. This is what it says in Second Chronicles chapter 20. The Spirit of the Lord came on Jazza and he said, Listen, all you inhabitants of Judah and you, King Josh, God has something to say to you today. The message that God has for you is, Don't be afraid of this great army that's coming against you. The battle isn't yours. The battle belongs to God. Tomorrow, go down against them. At the end of the valley, that's where they'll be. This battle isn't for you to fight. Take your position, stand still, and watch the victory that the Lord your God will win on your behalf. What courage must it have taken for Jazza to stand up and say something like that in front of the king, in front of a nation that was petrified? What if he got it wrong? They would stand there tomorrow at the battle and be defeated by a million-strong army. And yet, when Jazza got up and said this, it rang true in the heart of the king. It rang true in the heart of the people who were afraid. And it goes on to say that the king and all the people bowed down and worshipped God and said thank you and praised God. It was an incredible encouragement to the nation of Judah. You see, they were afraid. They were focusing on what they could see, not what they couldn't, because what they couldn't see was God. They were focusing on what they knew was marching over the hill, an army of a million men. God knew that. So God gets Jazza, a nobody, a little person. He raises up one of the very least so that the people would know that it hasn't come from the man. It's come from God. Because what nobody would stand up in front of the king and say something as radical as this. And it gave them an instant encouragement. He was a small person used by a big God for a huge impact. There have been a few occasions in my walk with God where somebody has come along and given me a word of encouragement like that, and I've known instantly that it was from God. I remember on my last day at Bible college, I was just raring to go, you know, I want to do stuff for God. And a man by the name of Mark came and spoke to me and he said, Bernie, I just feel that God wants me to tell you, God is not in a hurry. He's not in a hurry. And that has just given me such peace. That gave me the peace to wait until God was ready to use me in the way that he wanted to use me. We think God would never use me to do anything significant, but he does. Look at Jazza. One face in a crowd of nobodies. 
one face in the middle of a country that was in despair. And God, for some reason, picks Jazza and pours his spirit out on this man. And the man stands up and speaks boldly and prophetically exactly the words of encouragement that God wanted him to speak. And the next day, if you read on in Second Chronicles chapter 20, exactly what he said comes to pass. God fights the battle for his people and they defeat this massive army without raising a finger. God does amazing things. God uses people we would never expect. What about you? Do you believe that God still speaks today? Do you believe that a small person like you or me could be used by a big God? Go on, do you believe? Do you have the faith? Do you want to live your life serving a massive and wonderful and exciting and tender and loving God? God uses little people to do amazing things. It's a crazy world we live in, isn't it? And yet with all that's going on, there's one truth that remains. God is a God who wants to bless us. But all too often, we have obstacles in our lives that block his flow of blessing. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, Don't Miss Out on God's Blessings, to help you remove those obstacles. And with the life application questions at the end of each chapter, you'll be able to chew things over to really apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. Because God's Word is alive and active. Amen? So I'm praying that He'll help you remove any obstacles to the flow of His blessing in your life through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that this particular booklet will be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.